everyone, and welcome to another episode of That's What B Said. I'm your host, Bree, at Breezy Clee. I'm back, and I'm joined by my fellow ladies, Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hi, Britt. It's nice to have you back, Bree. Hey, you did a lovely job. I no, should have just I mean, stayed away generous. again. I guess. Uh, right. did great. Meredith, you also held down the fort at MCAN Sports. Hello, Meredith. Don't you ever say that you shouldn't come back ever again. That is okay, not but allowed. I was, right. I was laughing really hard at Brittany's <laughs> outro where she was like, what am I supposed to say <laughs> Oh, yeah. Then she goes, wait, wait, wait. You got to leave that. I'm like, I was going to leave it in whether you liked it or not. Like, I was so not well prepared. editing that out. <laughs> Lots of laughs. Um, but I'm happy to be back. And tonight we actually have, there's four of us tonight. We have a special guest. Mr. Derek West, or you guys might know him on Twitter at Bulletproof West, or Brittany, you have to like intro him with what you told Danny. Browns, Browns, Browns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> that's what anyone who's listening to this show would probably know me for. Most people probably don't know me at all, but yeah, yeah. Browns, Browns Twitter guy, um, Frank Feldhammer. Yes. Uh, Topher Testaverde. Topher yeah. Which is, uh, honestly, Topher Testaverde, he's, he's, it's a character that low-key, it's been around for a very long time. I just, he didn't have a name until this. <laughs> and it was one of those things, like, I do goofy shit. Like, I find myself, I'll be in the car by myself. And this is something I did when I was, like, 16, 17. Someone comes, you know, you're driving down the street and someone comes speeding past you. And I would say, like, I'm in a hurry. You know what I mean? And I would use that voice. Um, and so it's something that just, I would always say things like that in that voice to, to like annoy people. Or So that's what it became is like anyone who was annoying to me, that's how I heard their voice in my head. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's sort of where it came from. And then, and then you guys in a weird roundabout way gave him a name. We, uh, listen, so this resonates with us on this podcast. That's what B said specifically because we call them Dale. I think Topher and Dale, are they related? Are they siblings? They very well could be. Yes. You know, um, Topher Testaverde, he's like 27th in line for the to- to- for the uh, Testaverde family fortune. And so <laughs> Dale might be, you know, a little little higher or lower. I don't know. I don't know. Dale Honestly, Testaverde. Dale's a little bit lower on that list. <laughs> oh, yeah, he Dale, might Dale deserves lower. nothing. <laughs> Maybe 40, 45, I don't know. Dale got written out of the will. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here, Dale? Yeah, no. Um, Long lost cousin. Yeah, but probably, I mean, obviously there's some correlation. And when I say, and, and I apologize if I'm um, being verbose, I hope that you guys will um, indulge me in that. Um, but... In a really roundabout way, and I said it in the tweet that I sent out about coming on the show, was that you guys really, you're responsible in a, in a roundabout way for, like, even introducing me to what Brown's Twitter was. I had no idea that Brown's Twitter was, like, a thing. Um, I was aware of Twitter, <laughs> and I was aware of the Cleveland Browns. And and I'm a lifelong Browns fan. I, I was born in Oberlin. I grew up in Cleveland um, and split my time between there and Columbus. So um, I just didn't know it was a thing. So we were trying to drum up interest in our first podcast, and we took part in like one of those Brown's Twitter follow trains. And I believe that's where I first followed either, I think maybe Bree and Mollis um, were the people that I followed. And I remember seeing Mollis get into these fights (laughs) 
with people on Twitter. And I thought, that's really funny. Like, that is just so funny to me. And so e- even at that point in the beginning, I didn't still didn't realize that it was like this community. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I just thought it I thought I was going to be following like um, journalists and, and to, to a degree I was. But I didn't know that it would be so many just crazy fans. It's fanatics. a wild. It's a wild place. It's Twitter. the wildest place on the internet. And that says a lot. <laughs> Twitter is interesting because it has these subcultures very similar to Reddit. Yeah, exactly. You can go. You can go on Reddit and and be a part of different subreddits, and you can either be active or not. And Twitter is almost the exact same way because there is baseball Twitter, there's hockey Twitter. Right. Um. I recently got roped into Green Bay Packers Twitter. Excuse me? For <laughs> yes. what reason? They are wild. So I think it was just this girl who is like a Packers fan. I think she might have a Packers podcast and she followed me. And so I looked and saw her. I was like, oh, like a, a girl who likes football. Yeah. In- instant follow. Sure. And they, I can't believe I haven't talked about this before. I don't know how this happened because I'm not fully immersed in Green Bay Packer Twitter. But at some point, the men of Green Bay Packer Twitter started attacking the women, similar to oh, Ron's no Twitter. Shit. No shit. Is that what happened? So, so this girl that I initially followed, she started a hashtag called Thirst Trap Thursday. Oh, I've like, seen that. Yeah. Where I've all seen these, that. All these women who were Green Bay Packers fans would post thirst traps in Green Bay Packers gear. And I just... Like, I didn't participate, obviously, but, like, it's all I would see on my timeline for Thursdays. And I'm like, man, Packers Twitter, it's it's wild. It's wild. So, yeah, we, Twitter, it's weird. We should start like, doing that. Can you imagine if we no. did that? Can you what imagine? If, oh, what if we did Thirst Trap Thursdays, but it was, like, the opposite of a thirst trap? Like, what if it was, like, Thirst Trap Thursdays, and then you, like, posted a picture of your pet? Like, I post a picture of Llama, and you post a picture of Joey, and... Brie post a picture of Gizmo and, and Brady or something like just random stuff like Thirst Trap Thursday. I found a pretty leaf on the ground. That's my thirst trap for for the day. Yeah, people would just be angry. <laughs> I, I, I predict anger like that's of what course, regardless of what yeah. we do, there will be anger. But if we did Thirst Trap Thursday, I was thinking we would just pose with like, I don't know, like Big Macs or something or like maybe Fish Sammies. Oh, oh, that would that would have to be that would be like Fish Sammy Friday. Fish just Friday, yeah, just keep season. it literal. Just be you know with your favorite drink. <laughs> it's just like keep <laughs> yes, it as literal yeah, like and silly as Coke. possible. Yeah, just... no, because then I'd be drinking a Starbucks and be like, why aren't you going to Dunkin'? Why aren't you buying local coffee? <laughs> you paid seven seventy five well, for that drink. <laughs> you're just too free. You understand? You 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 say too many things um, about yourself that you sh- you know you shouldn't uh, have the right to do that. What is this? You know? Exactly. I should just get back in the kitchen. So, Which, right. by the way, I'm actually becoming a pretty good cook. Plot twist. Ooh. So all this Ooh. time, they're like, get back in the kitchen. Well, bitch, I can cook now. <laughs> I thought you... Wait, Tell wait, me I... to get in the kitchen, and I'm excited to go. I do saw they still you... say that? Yes, um, they do. Yes, yeah. Get in the kitchen? Huh, okay. They've. So- um. I sort of like realized that I made it in the sports world when it shifted from get in the kitchen to stick to sports. So yeah. once the Dale started telling me to stick to sports, that's when yeah, I was like, oh, okay, man. right. Like, you I got, yeah, you've got it figured out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So I have a question about your TikTok videos. I've been dying to know. Sure. So it's obvious that some of the characters are just general Browns people that you see a lot of. And then some of the characters are very specifically based on people. Like we've seen ones that we know for a fact are Brittany. 
has anyone ever <laughs> seen, you know, it's this guy, <laughs> you know, has anyone ever seen your TikToks, like saw themselves in the video and get mad at you? Or have they not seen themselves in the video and then got mad that they weren't included? Uh, Kind of like Name both, names, Derek. I guess. If All right. So <laughs> <laughs> if you. All right. So as far as like the characters go. All right. Um, anytime that you might see something, that, okay, that's that's Brittany or that's Bree or that's that character is an amalgamation of sort of all you guys. And I might have taken <laughs> something that one of you has said, but it's always with your so, sort of um, group in mind, I guess. I, um, I mean, the good, hard. the good morning, the good morning Browns fans are my favorite because I tweet good morning every single game day. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was cracking yeah. up. I loved yeah. it. And and so yes, there are yeah. So you guys are definitely in there. Um, I just know when the towel goes on your head. <laughs> I feel like when it's like your brown, your brownish colored towel, and like that's me. I'm yeah, the brown haired towel yeah. girl. You, because you always you... have brown hair. Yep. That's what I think of when I see the brown haired towel too. I'm like, oh, that's Brie. <laughs> yes. The brown haired I... girl making smart points. That's Brie. Yeah, I'll 100 yeah. percent say that one's you. Yep. No, there's no way around that. So. Oh my God, um, I love I love that character. <laughs> she always, you know, she always owns him in the end. And again, that was like the very first, like the the, the very first sketch that I ever wrote or ever came up with was the first lines were you know um you're just a woman what do you know about sports <laughs> and then her you know she fires off you know a stat on his ass and then he's just like well you're a bitch and because that's <laughs> always it's always the eventuality it never failed and i i've sat and watched it a hundred times so um to answer your question directly joey is probably the only person besides <laughs> you guys now that can definitively say oh that's me like that's a hundred percent me there's no way around it he's been very gracious and very cool um uh ryan actually knows him shout out to mc Nowak. he he actually knows joey so um he's been very cool people will say things like i don't i don't go out of my way to look at negative comments it's actually a thing where like my friends think it's funny to send them to me like um They'll send me screenshots. They're like, look what this guy say, said about you and stuff like that. But I've seen where people have been like, oh, he's 100% talking about me. And I'm like, I don't know who the f- – wait, I, how – can I say the F word? Sure. Yeah. I guess it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen your account before. You know what I mean? Like, So I have no idea who you are. I, I don't follow you. Why would I be talking about you? You know what I mean? So I've seen people like that. And then I've seen other people – it's when other people are like, I want to be in the video. I'm kind of like, well, you know, dude, like nine times out of 10, it's not a good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not something that you necessarily want to be in. Um, because even when I'm portraying certain characters in, I never want to be mean. Do you know what I mean? And like, right. I could be, it's very easy. Like it, it's, it's an easier thing to do, but it's more difficult to, um, appeal to a broad spectrum of people because there's all kinds of people that follow me now, you know, people who, are from different places and worship different gods and um uh, just it's 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 crazy so i try to be as relatable as possible and, and and not to be mean but um people are mean back sometimes anyway and that's too bad oh yeah i see that a lot with brown's twitter where you could mention something and they're convinced that you're talking about them yeah 
but 100%. you're not. I've no. seen that with my. I've seen that like amongst our group. I've seen it among my colleagues who will say something on the air, and then I've seen people get angry about it on Twitter. And I'm like, I know for a fact this, that my colleague does not know who you are, dude. Right. <laughs> like he's never yeah. seen or heard of you before in your life. No. So while you're sitting here like losing your mind over the fact that one of my colleagues said something about someone you're upset thinking it's you it's it's not you yeah and a lot of it's just delusions of grandeur brought on by um the internet and just it's Mm -hmm. for whatever reason as well twitter is just inherently negative i I don't know exactly why why that is but it just is it's not like and it's the only social media i really use even tiktok i used it to make the videos but i don't i'm not like an active tiktok user i'm not big on it as a and I hate sounding like this. I don't want to sound like a hipster or something like that. But, like, I'm just not, like, I'd much rather spend my time. Like, I like to longboard. I like to hike. I like to be outside. I I, I just would rather not live my life through a screen, you know what I'm saying? And that's really that, I guess. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I to tell it. you my hobbies, I guess. I don't. I why did it. I say that? I well, know. because it's sometimes, I think it's easy to... Like when you're on Browns in the Browns Twitter world, it's so easy to get wrapped up and sucked into it because there's just so much negativity. And I feel like when you're like when you're known for like a niche, like your videos or whatnot, people then expect you to like churn them out constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Like when's the next yeah. one? When's the next one? But yeah, listen, that you should. Here's what I would say. I think your videos, specifically this past year, were extremely relatable. Because it truly was Twitter in a nutshell. Like you touched on, even if you drew inspiration from one person or a couple of people, you you nailed it. Like those were the the (laughs) spectrums of Brown's Twitter all season long. And then you like took it a step further and you threw in like the one eight hundred help number. There, you know, you had some shots at some some wives. I mean, there was a lot going on, (laughs) and you were not afraid to touch on them. And quite frankly, that's admirable. Thank it was weirdly you. like a unifier almost. Yes. 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 Yeah, it really was. At least for for a few minutes, you know what I mean? And that's cool. <laughs> it's 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 not yeah, and again, it's just never um it's one of those things to me where like again I'm pretty like just content with my life. You know what I mean? Like I don't How dare um, you. Right, yeah, right. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah, I, I mean and I don't want to sound like I'm um anything more or less than what I am or I'm not, but I just, I'm, I'm pretty content. My life's pretty good. My kids are awesome. My wife's awesome. Um, yeah. I just, I like just doing the shit that I like to do. And sometimes if that's making a video, then that's what it is. But I'm not, I'm never chasing anything other than I've said it before. The only level of fame that I'm after is maybe on the off chance. One day I'm at Punchbowl social and someone says, Oh shit. This asshole, you know, the guy who had the towel on his head, like, let me buy you a beer, dude. Like, that's that I'm good with that. You know what I mean? I don't need anything more than that. And so it really is just to make people laugh. That's cool. And I I appreciate you guys saying those very nice things. Well, we love your videos. And I think it's pretty obvious how happy you are with who you are and what you do, because people who are happy don't attack other people on the internet <laughs> you yeah. can always tell like you're because i mean and even when you were describing your videos you said you'd never want to be mean and that is you know just a characteristic of someone who is just generally happy with themselves and with their life because people who are not happy with themselves or with their life 
will uh, attack people on the internet and sure. call them Dr. Mollis, you know? <laughs> no, and I and it and it is what it is, right? You like you you kind of sort of know what comes with it. And again, on on a smaller level, because I mean, my accounts not even close to the level that your guys' accounts are. So I can't imagine. And on top of that, with you being women, um, actually, it's Women's History Month. This is month, isn't it? Shout out to women. I love women. Ooh. My mom was a woman, if you can believe that. <laughs> Um, Shout out, yeah. Derek got, mom. Yeah, Ma Dukes. I've got four sisters. They're all women too, coincidentally. But um, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like. So on, on even just a small level, um, yeah, it's just it's it's a weird place. I don't know. I don't know. So two years ago, I have to ask you, Derek. Two years ago, or almost two years ago, mm-hmm. 2020, the, the the year of hell that we were all living in. Yeah, we were I'm still, still living in. <laughs> I know, right? It's just continued. Um, we were recording our podcast like weekly. We were touching on all these things, um, even the things that we were just talking about with like just being a woman and having this platform and social media. And you and your friend, your buddy, is it is it Ryan? Because I don't know if this podcast is still out there, but you guys had you were talking about all this stuff too, and you were fans of our show. Yeah, we were. Um, and you are. I am. We are. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. You know, some we, yeah. people no, fall we off. I don't know where they go. Um, but you guys were were talking about our podcast and and how people treated us and what people said about us and you touched on it and you reached out to me and messaged me and you you said it was so nice. You were like, I didn't want to say this on a public platform and tag all of you guys. I just wanted to let you know we love what you're doing. And it was like honestly at, at that time. You know, we get a lot of, unfortunately, negativity thrown our way that sometimes mm-hmm. you miss the good that comes out of it. And I hate that. Like, I hate that sometimes you get so just caught up in all the people that are so mean that you kind of lose sight of, like, all the really nice people and all the things that they say. And I, I remember, I think I sent it to both Meredith and Brittany. And I was like, guys, like, this is why we're doing what we're doing, because there are people that actually like us and they like what we're doing and they speak up for us and we have to keep going. So it's just number one, like, it's so funny how it came full circle, because then you became more of a more known on Twitter this past year. And, you know, much to a lot of these Dales or Topher dismay, like you actually liked us from the beginning, even though you're making fun of us in the videos. Like, it's just so, you know, it's like so satisfying that they're like, God, we hate those girls too. And I'm like, uh, guys, he likes us though. <laughs> no, yeah, no. And I don't, I don't know that I'm ever making fun of you guys. No. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's again, those are it's very, very nice things. And, um that that you said and and i appreciate it and no i just we were and it was it's it's an honest it's an honest thing it was just one of those things where i never it's it's weird right because like i think at that time too i had asked you guys to be on my show and you guys were both like nah like no you didn't say it like that i'm just teasing you (laughs) but um but no here i am now on your show so it's it's just a super cool thing to um know that like you understood where I was coming from you know all you guys and I've said it to you before like I do consider you guys luminaries I mean that it's not just kind words it's not just something to say I I believe in your guys's agenda um and what you guys are doing I believe that women belong in sports I believe that um women are 100 percent if not more than men or equal to if not greater than men and um 
just to hear you say those things it's 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 cool when people tell you what that they like what you do but it's something else when someone um who you respect and who inspires you says those things and so uh it's it's just awesome thank you my mic is muted i was about to say my mic is muted because i'm getting choked up over here (laughs) yes sincerely it's 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 very nice we are big fans of you Massive, for yeah. sure I'm, I'm, yeah. we appreciate you so much sure <laughs> yeah it's all good um yeah so i don't what was the question what <laughs> i don't even remember what we <laughs> went off on that tangent no there. you're you're good i so i will say like Brittany and i we we've talked about this a lot too and even meredith meredith you're in like the industry like meredith is a respectable like in the industry you know Brittany right. and i like this is this is for fun. Like, this is for fun, right? Sure. This is not a full-time job. Uh, like, yeah, as it should be. I right. Mean, no and one should do a podcast if you're not having fun doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes it's, like, really hard to, like, keep doing it when you, like, you're battling not only just, like, people on the internet. Like, it's so stupid. Like, you try not to yeah. let it affect you. But then, like, life. Like, there's life that happens outside of coming on every single week and talking to each other. And, you know, there are times where it's just, like, it just weighs on you. And I know, Brittany, you probably can relate to this a little bit too because like you took a break for a few months and mm-hmm. you know Meredith and I were doing the show and it definitely wasn't the same but like people have to understand too you know like we're not getting paid a yearly annual salary to do this show like we are truly right. just doing it because we enjoy it we like to talk to each other we really all just like each other and right. if people listen great and if they enjoy that great but also like we're not going to keep doing something if it impacts us in a negative way mm-hmm. yeah no, absolutely. And you should, you should, that, I mean, that's rules for life. Fuck podcasting. That's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how you should approach your life. Nothing. You don't do anything if it's, if it doesn't make you happy or it's not worth doing, you know what I mean? Know your worth and, and a bunch of other cliches. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Derek, I have to ask you and we're going to move on to a very important topic after absolutely. this. Um, are you going to keep doing the videos as the season approaches or in season? Because I know you kind of like, you weren't super upfront with us on Twitter about like, you know, every week it was kind of like, I think this is going to be my last one. But like, yeah. what are, where's your head at? What do you think? All right. So like the thing is, is every time I ever said this is the last one, like I meant it when I said it. You know okay. what I mean? Like, because, and again, it just, it, it comes back and I don't want to be redundant, but like, so I won't be redundant. Here's what I'll say. I, I don't want to say that I don't care about it because that's not what it is. Again, it's just that I like doing other shit. I guess I was redundant, wasn't I? Um, so every time I said it, I meant it. And then something would happen and I'd be like, ah, I have to say something about this. Like, you know what I mean? Or like Ryan would pitch me an idea and be like, hey, have you seen da 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 And I'm like, God, now I have to say something about this. So it, they've never felt like a chore to me. You know what I mean? But it's only because I've always done it at my own pace. And I never really paid attention to um, if someone was like, when's the next one coming out? Because it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like, I don't get paid for this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? No mm-hmm. one, no one's knocking on my door to be like, hey, you know, like, you know, wear our T-shirt. We'll pay you money. Like, OK, if they did that, then maybe I would be more apt to make videos more often. But I suppose that's the cycle, right? Because if I made videos more often, maybe people would be more apt to give me shit. But again, like, I don't I just would rather be doing other things. So um, there will be more videos. Yes, we think we're going to do at least one more like Brown's Twitter always and never like series. We basically like 
stitched all of them together and threw them up on YouTube. It's like a 24-minute video of every single one that we ever did, including the uh, Christmas special. Yes. And so we think that we're going to do one more season of it and then just sort of see what happens. There's no real, like, plan in place, and there never is. And it, it's just sort of the way that I do things. And creatively, I don't want to get burned out because um, there's only so much of that left. I'm an old man. Brown Twitter needs you. No, it doesn't need me. You're the only unifying force in our little subculture of the bird app. Well, sometimes, you know, like, all right, as as, as negative as Twitter is, though, I've seen really beautiful things happen there. And I've seen, you know, um, even, and if I'm not mistaken, and and excuse me if I'm overstepping, um, but like, you guys, did you come together on Twitter? Did you guys like all know each other? It was all through Twitter. Yeah. Okay, so right there, you know what I mean? That's a beautiful thing. This this thing that you guys have created and these relationships that you forged and like that's a beautiful thing and that came about because of Twitter. And I've seen, you know, um there are people doing really good things. I know there's a the, the West um what is it the uh, uh West Summit and the Tailgate, the West Summit Tailgate, I believe it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Do you guys know what I'm talking um, about? They do, and they do animal third adoptions. Third and Summit, yep, they do. Yeah, um, Third and Summit, of, thank you very much. Yep, Shout out to them. Yeah, fundraising for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a lot of good stuff with that, and I've seen, you know, when um, my boy Mike McFadden got hurt, uh, I've I seen people come together and take care of him, and so mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good, and I don't know that I believe that people are inherently good, but I do believe that there are enough good people, you know, to still make a difference. And everyone should try kindness and empathy sometimes, you know. It feels good. It works. I agree. I agree. I like I agree. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, by. we are 27 minutes in the show, and I didn't even get you give you an opportunity to Holy shit, promote are we? anything that you're doing. <laughs> so you do have a podcast as well. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. Rumpus Room Revival, right? <laughs> that is it. Yeah, okay. that's my show. Yeah. So tell the people that are listening, if you if you guys are all still listening. <laughs> right, I've probably driven them out of here. What you're yeah. all about outside of the Browns Twitter segments and where they can find you. Um, It's pretty simple. You guys kind of said it. You can, Twitter's at Bulletproof West. RumpusRoomRevival.com. You can learn anything you want to learn about this show. It's it's an open format podcast. Me and my, my brother... um my best friend Ryan we do uh it, we just talk about whatever we feel like and it's very similar to how we have been talking for the last what you say 27 minutes yes. um mm-hmm. sort of whatever comes up it, it, we never really have a plan there might be things we want to hit on but we talk about you know people who mess with me on Twitter and we talk about um I don't know sometimes it might be space aliens sometimes it might be yes. Yes. what do you yes. think happens when you die sometimes it might yes. be <laughs> You know, whatever. We just sit and talk. And um, it really, it started as a way, it's actually the second run of the show. The first one was called Oh For Fuck's Sake, a podcast. That's what, okay, I could not remember that. So what happened to that? So, all right, it kind of goes back to what you were saying um, with how you guys do your show. So when we started that show, it was a thing that we started doing just to sort of keep us close because I'm down on the Gulf of Mexico and he's still up um, in Cleveland. And so it was something just to keep us close and... um, Completely un- unexpectedly. Are you guys familiar with Brent Terhune, the comedian? No. He used so. to do a lot of Trump bits where he plays a redneck, but he's not a redneck. He just he, he plays like this Trump supporter um, 
that is 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 really dumb, I guess. Um, anyway, so he's he's a relatively famous comedian. He wound up retweeting one of our tweets, and then he did a cameo for us. Oh. And so the show, like, it, even on a minor level, it blew up. Like we we were, I don't know, it was something stupid. We did the math. At one point, it was like. 37% of the countries in the world, we had at least five people listening to the show. Wow. And, That's awesome. Um, the problem with it was is that it sort of became a business really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it wasn't fun. It just really wasn't fun anymore. And we were on like, I think 25 or 30 episodes and I was doing everything. Like I was doing all the, we were recording and then I was doing the editing and I was, um, uh, I have a tendency that when I do focus on something, I focus on it hard and I zone in on it and it becomes the only thing. That's probably my biggest flaw. And so it just got to the point where when you're doing an episode a week plus four bonus episodes a month for your patron page, plus you're still working a full-time job, plus you're a father, plus you're a husband, plus you're trying to like uh, make sure that your kids are less pieces of shit than you are, it just became too much, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so, yeah, that was that that was really it. And so then after a break, we just decided, hey, let's do it again. And this time um, there's no merch and there's no Patreon pages. And we're just going to make an episode when we feel like it. And it's worked out really well. And, and we love doing it. And so anyway, rumpusroomrevival.com, you can learn everything you could possibly want to. Love it. Awesome. All the videos are there, too, actually. Yeah, Listen, if you that. ever need someone to join you to talk about space aliens or what happens after you die, me and Meredith yes. are your girls. Seriously, yes. we should do it. We, we, we'll, we'll set it up at some point in the next, you know, few Please. weeks. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's funny because every once in a while, it doesn't happen often, but like every once in a while, Brittany and I will go off on either like a ghost tangent, like a supernatural tangent or right. a space alien tangent. Breeze, like, oh my god, what did I get myself? <laughs> I thought no, for sure you guys were gonna take last week's episode down conspiracy to be lame without me. Sorely let down. Yeah, it's I fun. mean, we had so we we had some we had serious sports business last. You guys week, did. So. Yeah, okay, well, we, we haven't lot. even talked about sports really in this first thirty minutes, and I'm gonna continue down that path because we have to get to a very important topic. And Derek, I hope you weigh in on this. But sure. if you guys, if everyone out there anyone out there celebrates the Lenten season. Today's Fat Tuesday. It's upon us, which also means fish sandwich season season is upon us. And this Hell is yeah. this is really when Brittany thrives. Like, I know Brittany that you are a self proclaimed doctor on Twitter. Duh. But <laughs> to me, you are a fish sandwich expert specifically. So I wanted That's... to have you rank because this was a big thing last year and I do think that you should do a TikTok series because I think you'd blow up. But I really want to hear your ranking because we're going to be getting into Friday fish sandwiches and the people need to know where they should be getting it from. I I am a Catholic. <laughs> I get all of my fish fries at like the Catholic churches. So I am not, I don't know where to go for like a drive through. So you got to oh, tell the people. Oh, Bri, I got you covered. First of all, saying that I'm a fish sandwich expert is like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, if I were in the video arena, other than my, the idea that I pitched last week to Meredith, fish sandwiches would be my bread and butter. Like, I would review the crap out of fish sandwiches. Listen, food review videos on TikTok yes. are big. I follow, there's like three or four accounts that I follow that are literally just people sitting in their car 
eating food and ranking it. And I don't know why. I don't know why I follow them, but I am so fascinated by it. Listen, I used to. So I actually was a journalist at one point, if you can if you can believe that. Um, and I, I worked for this paper in um, Winston-Salem in North Carolina. And one of my assignments, because we were so short staffed, they put me on food reviews, me. The person who at the time would eat like a spoon of peanut butter for dinner. Like that was my dinner. That's what I did. That, that was the extent of my cooking skills and my palate. Okay. Peanut butter and cottage cheese. Sometimes I went real crazy and got canned beets. So they were like. Such a weird combination of canned beets. Oh God. Right. I could eat canned beets right now. I love them so much. But um, they put me, this is my assignment every week. I had to go to like a restaurant in the area and do food reviews. And I'm just like, you guys could not have picked a worse person to do this. So, you know, I would always order the same things that, you know, like chicken fingers or something lame. <laughs> and the whole point of it was to generate business. For so like it had to be something nice. I wasn't allowed to like criticize them because they were letting me crash their place and eat for free, which was cool. Um, but I used to write up all the, like I would compare it to like, I would use Drake lyrics in the write up about, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was a mess. People loved it, but it was messy. Um, so yeah, I am a, a fish sandwich experts. Uh, I do have my rankings for you. I actually texted them to Danny so that I I just sent him <laughs> I just sent him a list of I it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. We'll build this okay. up. All right. But after I sent it, I was like had to rank the fish sammies for the pod. <laughs> so, here we go. Derek, do you eat fish sandwiches? Um, I mean, every now and then. it's not something that I'm going to go looking for, but I'm, I'm terribly <laughs> you, interested. You might in after this, this episode. I, yeah, I might, say, I might after, go get one as soon as we're done. Once I rankings. sell you on the number one, you're going to be like, I need it. And oh, it's a surprising one. Like I've tweeted okay. about it many times since, but it, I just had one on Saturday, um, right. to sort of warm me up. What? I want to guess. Okay. I, I think that I might know your number one. I'm not going to say it right now, but I'm going to tell you that last year, Jeff and I were desperate for, like, you know, it's Friday. We can't eat meat. We're like, we need mm-hmm. to get a fish sandwich. We need something quick. Like, all the fish fries, like, locally or, like, everything's out, whatever. And I was like, Brittany tweeted about this specific place for a fish sandwich. And Jeff looked at me like I had eight heads. And I'm like, she said it was really good. It's probably the number one. Okay, all right. You got to reveal your list. I'm ready. So I'm going to go from best to worst. How's that? Okay, best. Okay. Okay, best. Number one on the fish sandwich ranking, and these might change. I'm going to start doing it on Friday again. So this is coming off of 2021, okay. which was a pretty strong season for me. I really ventured out there <laughs> on because <Friday. laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> so number one is Dairy Queen. Yes, that was 100%. Like, I don't think anyone could ever move Dairy Queen from number one. That's how good it is. Cod? It's so good. And you get it with cheese and tartar sauce and lettuce. So you have to like ask for the cheese oh, on it, but it okay. makes all the difference. Pro tip. Oh my God. So That's good. The I never would have guessed. Yeah. Never yes. would have guessed. Cheese. I know. I don't Dairy think Queen. I've ever shocker. eaten at a Dairy Queen. I don't think I've ever eaten at one. Oh my gosh. Oh. Their french fries are good. They're like nice they're, and Remember their, uh, those chicken tender baskets that they have with the, the white gravy that you dip the, the fries in? No. 
No. Oh God, those are good. Yeah, no, um, I I don't I've never eaten. And as a matter of fact, I was on the freeway once with my wife. We were actually driving to Ohio, and she was like, "I'm hungry." And so we happened to see an exit. And I'm like, "Oh, well, there's a Denny's and a Dairy Queen." And she's like, "Oh, we're gonna starve." Like we just wound up driving <laughs> another like forty miles. <laughs> To they not eat a Dairy food. Queen. So they maybe, do. yeah, I don't know why. I, that, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, can I so, give you guys Dairy Queen one, one other Dairy Queen pro tip for if you want to get a dessert with your fish sandwich? Go for it. Order what the it? cupcake. It's like a single serving oh, yes. cake in a yes. cup. Yeah, the frozen pro cake. Tip. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's literally a cup of cake. Yeah. You know, like, well, you know how their cake has that like. The ice cream cake. Yeah, like the ice cream mm-hmm. cake. It's like the fudge and like chocolate crunchiness and ice oh. cream and whipped cream. You can get like a single one. Oh, yeah, like that's for dope. yourself. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, so okay. order a cupcake. I'm learning cupcake. all kinds of things. There you go. There's, anyway. There's a Dairy Queen literally walking distance from my apartment. I might have to go walk yes. over and get a cup of cake. Dairy Do Queen, it. sponsor us. We're ready. <laughs> yes. Please. I've been hyping you up for two years, but I've been telling everyone I know about your fish sandwiches. <laughs> I had Give no me something. Idea. I had no idea they did fish sandwiches. That's so crazy. It's like, and I think I saw, of course, because I follow random food TikToks, uh, TikTok creators. Someone had a meal from Dairy Queen that had the gravy. And I was it's like, I didn't, I didn't know that Dairy Queen did that. Like, I thought they were just like hot dogs, fries. And then a myriad of different ice creams and blizzards. You have to go yeah. to specific ones. Like, I think they're called, like, grill and chills, maybe. Or they might be braziers. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh. But, yeah. So, there's there's a variety. I know way too much about dairy cream. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, like... <laughs> Why do you know so much about Dairy Queen and all these different names? The Grill and Chill or the Brazers? The Grill and Chill. You go to the Brazier. And I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't really eat their, their, like, their ice cream and stuff. All right. So number two, Arby's. Arby's has a legit fish sandwich. And they're two for six, which is yeah. cheaper than almost everyone on this list. Yeah, I've, ha- I've heard almost. that one before. Yes. Arby's is good. Three is Wendy's, and it was a toss-up between these two. They were both very good. Um, Four is Swenson's. I had that for the first time last year. Um, Again, you could probably rotate two, three, and four. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) I love this list. It's just it's Dairy Queen and everyone else. Well, until we get to the last, the bottom. Here's the basement dwellers. This one was horrendously disappointing. And it's still not the worst on the list. <laughs> oh, no. So coming in at five, one, two, three, four. Yeah. No, one, two, three. Four, yeah, five. Is Popeye's. Oh. It, I was so excited to try it last year because everything at Popeye's is good. Like their, yeah, they, their they chicken's good. Their french fries are good. Like everything's so good. I tried their fish. I couldn't even eat the whole thing. It was so bad. Oh, no. Wow. Was it like soggy? What was the deal? It was soggy. It was kind of spicy, which, I mean, I don't really mind, but... Yeah, it I, seems weird. It, it is kind of weird on a fish sandwich. Um, yeah. So it was not great. And then, the worst of the worst. I have not had this since 2009 for a reason. And it's the McDonald's filet of fish <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves the yeah. filet of fish oh. Yeah, no, I could see it. The last time I had it, I was in college, and we had a McDonald's right on campus. So I just went there. It was like a Friday in Lent, and I went and had a fish sandwich. 
this thing sits in your stomach like a brick. And all day long, you're just burping up something that kind of tastes like fish, oh. but not really. Ew. Oh, it's so With the processed bad. cheese on top. Oh. No. Don't ever get McDonald's fish. What if you did something crazy? And I might get kicked off for this because I'm I'm a, okay. I'm not Catholic. What if you did? What if you did like egg sandwiches on Friday instead of fish? Because you can do that, right? Oh, I love a- breakfast for dinner on Fridays. Like you should egg, like the egg salad. No, no, not necessarily. Egg salad. Oh, I was like, like there it is. Disgusting. The Canadian bacon. bacon. <laughs> yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do like egg cheese, like egg and cheese on on an English muffin. Yeah, yeah, you right? could do that. It, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't have to be fish, right? No, it, right. Just, it just can't be chicken, beef, pork, right? Yeah, no meat right. at all. No, no meat, meat at all. Yeah. That's crazy. Are very popular um, on Lenten Fridays as well, which is like. But fish is meat, though, right? It's alive. Is that's that's meat, right? So it was to go back in time they feasted on fish i i don't i'm okay yeah didn't jesus <laughs> teach them the fish or is that not no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what happened at all <laughs> they're like feed us and he's like no i'll teach you a fish <laughs> no that's not what happened oh my god <laughs> He fed a bunch of people with fish, <laughs> so the story goes. But I, I don't remember him teaching anyone to fish. He might have. I mean, there's a bunch of time fish. we don't know about. He probably did. This is like 10 years of a Catholic school gone to waste. Uh, All that money wasted. Oh, he went to Catholic school, too. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so I think it has to do with the fact of, well, number one, you're supposed to, well, Ash Wednesday, which is tomorrow, also you can't eat meat, and you're supposed to fast mm-hmm. in between meals or the whole day if you are, like, very devout. Um, but I believe the whole, like, meat situation is that meat was considered a luxury. So, like, yeah. you you were supposed to forego, like, that luxury, or you know, like, being part of the Lenten season is, like, fasting, um, giving up meat. You're supposed to give up something else that you know, is considered a luxury um, during this time frame and abstain from those types of things, I believe, which I think fish was, everyone ate fish all the time because it was cheaper or easier to come by, I think. I've because, always been fascinated because by Because Jesus it. taught just... them how to get it. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. A lot of the disciples were fishermen. <laughs> I mean, well, where did they, did they have, they had to go to the Mediterranean Sea to fish, right? Or the Red Sea, maybe? I don't know where these places are. Well, you can't fish in the Dead Sea. <laughs> where did it's called Jesus the Dead live? Sea for a reason. Jerusalem? Okay, this is okay, well, we're going way. This is really off topic. I mean, I've, yeah. been, I've got can we talk about sports? I can't tell you where Jesus fished, but I can tell I, you that I, um, where did Jesus at Lent, you just can't eat any kind of It's no meat. It's, yeah. it's I mean, Fish I, is okay, but no meat. I mean, I have I have family in Tel Aviv, and I've um, visited them in Israel. Actually, no, I think they moved to Jerusalem recently. But like, I've visited my family over in Israel, so I'm like vaguely aware of <laughs> of the geography out there. I did get to go to the Dead Sea, and let me tell you, it's it's the Dead Sea for a reason. Mm. There literally is nothing alive except for the random human beings Ew, floating around. No, no, not like dead humans, but people who go to like visit and swim in the Dead Sea. <laughs> oh, okay. That's I was what's like, like, what? There's like dead. No. I'm just picturing like a sea of dead fish. And I'm like, why would you go there? 
No, it's just like because it's so salty, it can't sustain life. So when you go and swim in the Dead Sea, you buoyant. literally can you literally cannot drown. I thought you saw so... like a bunch of dead bodies. No, 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 no. Sorry, that came out wrong. Oh, okay. No, like okay. the, the like the only thing alive in the Dead Sea are the pe- like are the tourists who go yeah. to the beach there, floating in it, buoyancy, okay. floating, right? Exactly. No, the buoys. <laughs> yeah, because the water is so dense from all the salt water yeah. that uh, it's the perfect place to go if you don't know how to swim. It's like Salt Lake. Yeah, you literally cannot drown. Hmm. You could float a car in Salt Lake. I've seen it. Oh my god, that's so cool. Which means you could, because I think that means you could float a car in the Dead Sea as well, because I think it's the most, uh, I think it's like the saltiest body of water on Earth. Gosh, we are just teaching everyone a lot of things. <laughs> I know. Talk some sports, you ladies. Why don't okay. you women talk sports? Gosh. Okay. Jesus. Sports. So we, we do have to get into some sports. So, Brittany, thank you for the ranking. I'm actually going to make it a point this season to try some of the, I have to get a Dairy Queen one specifically. Yes, please so that's review. Like let number me know. one on the list, and I'll let you know. Um, I want to shift to, we have some Cavs chatter and some Browns chatter, a little bit of Browns chatter, because, you know, we're kicking off the Combine week, which is one of our favorite weeks, because... It's heights and hand size week. <laughs> hand size week. Um, also, I, I want a job as the person who does the height measurements, because I wouldn't lie. <laughs> then you'd be fired. <laughs> That's true. I would be fine. I would go and be like, okay, you're five nine. I'm sorry, Meredith, you're out of here. He's six foot. Get out of here. Six foot one. Clearly. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with the Cavs. So um, the Cavs, after a wonderful all-star week last week that you guys just did such a good job about highlighting, the Cavs are in a bit of a rut. Um, they've lost four to the last five games, um, and they have a brutal schedule coming up. Injuries keep stacking up. They continue to be a factor, and it really is catching up to them. Um, are we still having fun watching the Cavs, or have things gotten a little bit more serious as the season has worn on? Well, I think the injuries are catching up to them, which is a problem. And also, when you mentioned they've lost four out of the last five, uh, the only game they won was against my hometown, Washington Wizards. So thanks for rubbing that in. Well, they probably um, should have lost, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was actually a really exciting game. The Pistons game um last thursday so the fourth quarter was really exciting because they had this massive comeback they went on like a 12 to 1 run they were three points down with like four seconds left on the clock and i forget who had the ball but one three you know one three jumper would have tied the game and sent it to overtime it was super exciting but they were just throwing up bricks in in the last you know 30 seconds of the game and that was yeah what's where we're at yeah so yeah i think did you catch last night's game because because they were down by 20 and i think at one point maybe 25 and and they did surmount another comeback and almost pulled it out that seems to be their brand is they go down early that's not good yeah they go down early and then they come back in late third fourth quarters I mean, and maybe that'll work in the East, but I don't know that that's going to work in a play-in tournament or if if they surpass the play-in tournament and just go straight to the playoffs. Like, I I don't know that they could fall down by 20 to 25 in the first half of a game and still come back. Not to mention, I don't think that's how you want to play the game anyway. (laughs) I mean, if you can help it, obviously, yeah. Um, So I want to touch on this because it wasn't really talked about a lot during All-Star Week really at all until, you know, they came back and they started playing games. But Darius Garland has been out um, the last couple of games dealing with a sore back and a back injury. Um, 
Chris Fedor reported that he's probably going to be dealing with this all season, even deep into a playoff run. But the Cavs never considered pulling him from the All-Star game. So this is funny because, like, it reminds me of Brown's Twitter a little bit where, you know, all season Brown's dealt with injuries and who's playing, who's not playing, who shouldn't be playing, blah, 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 blah. Well, now it seems that, I don't know if these are the same people or not, but probably Probably pretty similar in nature. People seem to be mad that Darius Garland played in the All-Star game but isn't playing in actual games. If he's that injured, why did he play? So I really want to get your guys' take. Brittany, I want to start with you because I'm going to guess you have you have an opinion on this. And, Derek, I'd like you to weigh in on this too. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, number one, the person who reported it is sort of known for, like, stirring stuff up. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> Like, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like, oh, I don't historically, he... yes. Like back, especially like in the LeBron James era, he's sort of done like a, a good um, PR turn for the Cavs the past couple of years. But before that, he did this kind of thing a lot. Well, okay. So he like, he got his start on, um, on 850. And when he was on that station, he was kind of like the, um, like he was the antagonist of everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's like gotten that reputation and in recent like, but that's not who he is. And he shed that persona when he left there and, and started writing. And I mean, of course, I'm sticking up for him because he's a colleague of mine. But I've noticed that when he like if he like fills in as a host on 92.3, like he could literally get on the air and sing the praises of LeBron James for a straight hour and someone would call and be like, why do you hate LeBron so much? (laughs) That doesn't sound like Cleveland fans at all. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, did you not just listen to everything that he said for the past hour? You just like, he just said LeBron James and then you filled in the blanks with your not listening ears. Or if he does praise LeBron James, then people call me like, why you love Steph Curry so much? And I'm like, he literally never mentioned Steph Curry once at all. I don't know where you're coming from. So I I think that he has, I think that people expect him to be an antagonist because he's had that reputation in the past. But when you talk about his PR turn, it's just because that's not who he is. I think he's gotten back to more of himself in his reporting, but people still want to associate him with this caricature that he had like in his early intern days. So I don't know. That's just me trying to stick up for, for Chris, but continue. Um, so, yeah. Number one, they, this was Darius Garland's first All-Star game. You know what I mean? Like this was an honor for him. He worked so hard to achieve this. The Cavs had already went way beyond expectations for this season at that point. So when they say, well, they never even considered pulling him from the All-Star game. No. They didn't, and I'm fine with that. Like, to me, in my mind, this team has done so much better than I ever expected them to that with something like this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from this season. Um, Darius Garland will be back. He's young. He's, you know, dealing with the injury. He's going to be fine. Anyone that's overreacting to this and saying, well, they should taking it from the all-star game if they knew it was going to affect the season relax like let the kid go out there and enjoy his the hard what his hard work has let him accomplish you know what i mean yeah also i feel like people forgot that darius garland came back before the all-star break like he was out for a few games with a back injury and then he was feeling better and he played the 
two or three games leading up to the all-star break. And so then they let him play. Like he was feeling fine before yeah, the all-star break. He didn't hurt himself at, at, in the all-star game. That didn't Right. Happen. Yeah. He was, right. he was playing, you know, the two to three games before the all-star break even happened. So if he had been injured in every single game and then he went to play in the all-star game, I think it would be a little sus, but the fact that he was playing well, in those two games leading up to the all-star break and then played fine in the all-star game i think it's fine and also back injuries are so they're so temperamental like i've had a back injury before too and it can flare up at any time and that's kind of what mike Ganzi said the other day he said darius garland's day to day and that's really the best you can do like back injuries are not like a torn meniscus where you have a very clear timeline and very clear um, milestones that you have to hit in your recovery. And if you hit these milestones, you're ahead of schedule. If you're lagging behind that sort of thing, like there's no timeline for, for back injuries, you know? So I just, I agree with Brittany, like let the kid have his fun. He, he worked so hard and he earned it. And, you know, to be not only be in an all-star game, but to be in an all-star game in the town of the team that you play for, like that is such a huge honor. And that's something that he's never going to forget. So, you know, the, the, the Topher Testaverdes on Cavs Twitter need to leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I'm of a mind to agree, I guess, more or less with everything that you guys said. I was uh, going to make the point about uh, the games that he had played uh, ahead of the all-star break, but I think it's one of those things and in, in, forgive me, cause I might be in over my head talking to you guys cause you guys are experts and I'm um, a casual as they say. <laughs> but um, I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah, I just think it's, it, first of all, I don't think anyone would be making that big of a deal out of it if it wasn't for the fact that um, Sexton and Rubio were already out. And then I also think that people have a tendency to forget that as much as these teams are competing against each other, it's sort of also a brotherhood. And I don't believe that anyone on everyone on the court's aware that this guy has back issues you know what i'm saying and it's the all-star game they're not going out there and you know fighting for a championship and like come on so if the guy said he could play if you know gansey said you know he was touch and go and he seemed fine then shut up like you're not (laughs) running the team stop bitching about it there's nothing there's nothing you can do shut up that's my advice that's what i think they should do then again i'd have nothing to talk about would i you got to start. I think we need a we need a Cavs. Yeah, I said. Video. I mean, after next Cavs, season, I'm Cavs, free. I'm Cavs, free agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free agent after next season. I might sign a deal there. Well, can I ask you guys? So, like, the team obviously they've exceeded expectations this year already. Really, at this point in time in the season, I don't know if we thought going into the season they were going to be a playoff team, right? That like, all, all of our minds no. would have been blown. I did. We said. I mean, I heard the term fun thrown around a lot. Like, fun. Yeah, it was that's just fun. fun. This yes. is so much fun. They're so much fun. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But, no, I, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs necessarily. Yeah. No. And then and then, then it kind of, like, got real when you were like, oh, man, this team, like, actually might be for real. They might be good. And they also have just, speaking of fun, like, they have, like, great storylines that you can root for as well. Like, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the young guys, we, we call we call them the Slender Man lineup. I think they, they're going with, like, the Tower City lineup, which, like, come on. You're not going to go with the Slender Man lineup? Tower well, City's pretty good. Tower City, I mean, Tower City <laughs> definitely like, makes sense. Slender Man? Like, whatever. Well, Kobe Alban went out there I'm, I'm and... I'm bitter. I'm bitter. Kobe Alban went out there and just 
you like he just took every single seven footer on the market that that was athletic and now there's none left so if you know the nba is a copycat league if anyone else wants to start bringing in the seven footers like their only choice right now is taco fall and that's only because the, you know r.i.p the Cavs caught him not r.i.p because he's dead r.i.p because he's no longer a cat i was just <laughs> thinking what the hell happened to taco fall how did i no. miss this he's in the dead sea <laughs> <laughs> he's on vacation no but like but yeah that's like what kobe altman did is that he went out and he built a team that is just so different and so unique from anyone else in the league and he found it with players who themselves are unique like evan mobley is a really athletic seven footer like jared allen is a really athletic seven footer like these guys aren't a dime a dozen and somehow kobe altman found every single one of them so I, I get that I get the Tower City, but I think for this podcast we might have to. We'll stick for the with the Slenderman just for Bree. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you guys. Um, but they started the Junkyard Dog Award. Like, so like, I saw this, and Brittany, you sent us the picture of Isaac Okoro because he was mm-hmm. the he won the inaugural award um, after the game against uh, the Wizards over whenever that was the weekend. And, um, you know, they want to celebrate their scrappy play, um, their hard-nosed style. You know, they, they have a lot of come-from-behind wins. They never give up. And I, like, literally sit there and I'm like, this is, like, what we expected the Browns to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. all of these, like, things of, like, the talent and the fun and, and the young roster and core, like, all coming together. And it's just so funny how it's playing out, like, for our basketball team specifically. And, you know... Even when the Cavs are down, you can never count them out because they will claw their way back into the game. Like yeah. this entire last season with the Browns, like it, they never had a shot when they went down. Like it was like bury them, it's over after the first quarter. I think one of the biggest differences between those two is the Cavs genuinely from top to bottom seem to really like each other. Yes. Like they're yeah. out there playing yeah, for each other. Yeah, is that what it is, you guys? Are we I think so. Recklessly speculating? let's speculate wildly go ahead they like each other what are you insinuating Brittany (laughs) no say with the Browns like there always seemed to be the whole season there was like this division and the OBJ situation obviously accelerated that and I think we're still seeing the fallout from that um doesn't seem to be you know clearing itself up in any way um but yeah, like the Cavs are just a, a totally different story. They just seem like every night they're out there playing for one another. And that makes a lot of difference. Sure. It creates Culture. chemistry. There's no yes. way around it. it yeah, yeah. Culture and chemistry. But, you know. Derek, who's and your also, favorite Cav? Ever? No. On uh, the team right now. On, on the current team. Um, I mean, I, I am... Uh, I'm a mark for Darius Garland. I really do oh, like him. I think man. he's a great kid. He's uh, adorable. And... I'm sorry, I'm not, again, I'm a casual. The, the kid who just won the Junkyard Dog Award. Isaac Okora. There you go, okay. Yeah, he, went, he played at Auburn, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, so I, I, I dig him as well. Um, so I guess Garland would probably be my favorite, though. Current player. That's a good answer. I, I love Isaac Okoro. They uh, had him mic'd up for a game. It was maybe a week or two before the uh, All-Star break. Yeah. Um, and Bally Sports Ohio biked him up for the game, and he is hilarious. 
he is so funny like there were moments where he was you know he was talking his talk on the sidelines he's like oh yeah that one's gonna go online because he knew he was mic'd up so he was like saying these things and he goes yep that one's going online and i'm like he's just he's so he's so funny and so self-aware and then on top of that he's very good at basketball yeah yes but i think what the cat what we're seeing with the Cavs is we are seeing a successful rebuild because after lebron left the team was kind of in shambles and i think initially we thought that they were going to build around kyrie but then kyrie didn't want to be here and you know he left and channing fry retired which made me sad because channing fry is probably one of my all-time favorites but um the team fell apart a little bit but kobe altman has had a vision and he never really wavered from it and he kept on the path and you know we had to do the trust the process thing and we did and i think that's what we're seeing and i think that's probably why the Browns are even more frustrating because they're they were supposed to be in a rebuild. Mm-hmm. There's st- and it just feels like they're still in that perpetual beginning stages of the rebuild, and they haven't been able to get over that hump. With the exception of you know the 2020 year of making the playoffs and winning a playoff game, it's just getting over that hump has just felt so impossible with the Browns and the Cavaliers have done it. So even if they don't make the playoffs this year, this team has a really really bright future and i think that's why there's a lot of uh frustration when you compare the browns to the cavaliers is you know the cavaliers made it over their rebuild hump and they're on the upswing and the browns are still you know they're still chugging along trying to get to that crest of the hill yeah Yeah, absolutely Brittany, can i ask you do you like who have you enjoyed watching this year with your boy being out isaac okoro is my second favorite player okay Okay. Yes, I do. I love Darius Garland, too. Um, Jared Allen's fun, but I think Isaac Coro is my second favorite. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He is an amazing defensive player. He is so good. Like, mm-hmm. love it. So good. Um, my kids, so, like, they still really like Kevin Love from, you know, like, the LeBron era. Like, mm-hmm. they're still, yeah. like, really big into K-Love, um, which I think is hilarious. But they've also really taken to Jared Allen um, because, like, he's always smiling and he's always so happy. And yes, he's so cute. I was watching the other day, and I was, like, commenting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's always so happy. Like, look how happy he is just to be there and smiling. And little dude was like, does he ever get mad? Like, what makes him mad? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question because I wonder, like, if we would ever see him mad about something. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he gets mad about something. I'm sure that's a quality that people, like, hate about him. You know, like, there's probably, like – the Dales that are like yeah. so happy so for him, man. He's always smiling. Yeah. You lost. Yeah. Why are you smiling? There's no, there's no smiling in basketball. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just play the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, it's a good thing we don't Voice have the, 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 the body language experts following the cats right <laughs> oh now. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the Browns and then we'll wrap it up for the evening. Um, so as we mentioned, it's Combine Week, and. Mm. Andrew Barry spoke with the media today, kept things pretty tight, as he always does, and as we could have expected. Uh, but there were a few, a few questions I wanted just to point out here. So he's, he's mentioned this before, I think, even ahead of last year's combine, but he talked about how his staff evaluates the combine and players as if they're unlimited roster spots. So not necessarily honing in on one specific position or need, uh, much mm-hmm. to Brown's Twitter dismay. Uh, And then he was also asked about, of course, Baker Mayfield, his quarterback, 
And he did mention that he has spoken with Baker multiple times following the surgery. They're focused on letting him get healthy, and they are very happy and pleased with his progress. Um, also notable, uh, a report came out last night. Um, this was unsourced, but we're sourcing Dr. Mollitz. Uh, Baker, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's recovery is ahead of schedule, and we have our own doctor on the show. Let me just say that I hope it's ahead of schedule because he was out of that sling <laughs> 10 days after he got surgery. So, yeah, I, I, I hope that he's ahead of schedule pulling some shit like that. And I will stand by that statement, by you. the way. That's a hill I'll die on. You don't have torn labrum surgery and go to a dinner party 10 days later without a sling on. That's just I, you don't have to be a doctor to know that. Uh, let me tell you. If you Google right now, recovery time, torn labrum, every single piece of evidence says at least four to six weeks, at least to be in the sling. If you don't believe me, that's fine, but you could do it yourself. Just, you know, take, take five seconds, put it in a little Google machine and it'll come back, I promise. But other than that, like, you know, I've, I've known people who've had this surgery and they say at least four weeks sometimes eight weeks so yeah when i saw him out of a sling 10 days after surgery i was like well that looks weird because it does you know what i mean like this is not do you want to go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole what that he wasn't really that hurt no my (laughs) that's mine that's mine that's what man that's way spicier than my man my conspiracy theory sucks now (laughs) that is interesting okay so my fear was when i originally said that i said either he's not taking the rehab as seriously as he should be or he wasn't as hurt as we think he was oh see that's the only way you could be out of a sling in 10 days my um my conspiracy theory was that that picture was taken before his surgery but because he's like zero dark 23 or whatever with his social media but he still needed to make sure that people are talking about him so he you know asked that person hey can you please tweet the picture of us from your dinner party like i think he did because like that it was colin coward though like i can't imagine colin would do him any favors it was it was, was oh yeah it was yeah, a, it was, was Colin Coward but it was a dinner party at a friend of Colin Coward's I don't know there could be they could be best friends behind the scenes you never know but my my conspiracy theory was that the picture was taken before the surgery which like I said now seems really lame and sad compared to Britney's conspiracy theory <laughs> I don't think he was that hurt guys and I don't like people can attack me for whatever, whatever. I'm in therapy now so nothing bothers me <laughs> come at me. Do whatever you do your worst tales. I don't care. I love it. I'm in therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a great comeback. I love it. Like it's not to make light of it. Like I'm like I'm so proud of you, but it's still like it's such a great comeback. Oh, yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. Why not? Shove it in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, I think um Derek, what's your stance on Baker in general? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you've been pretty like gray. Yeah, he's been pretty fair on both sides. I've always tried to be and remain um, neutral in the whole thing. It's one of those things that there's no winning, right? Like, no matter what you say, there's going to be this group of people. And for the record, I've never actually said this anywhere before. 
Baker Bros are the worst fucking people on that. <laughs> There's you. no way around it. Yes. There's no like, and this isn't oh on God. some like team shit. This is like on some real shit. Like the worst insults that I've ever like. Sometimes I'll tweet something I think's innocuous. So, like one time I tweeted something like, "I think it's funny that Baker Mayfield." said that he's leaving social media on social media. It was a very like, and it wasn't to be mean, it was because I genuinely thought that's a funny thing to do because there's other avenues you could have taken, but it's just funny to me. It's just funny to me for a person to do that. And it was the Baker bros that like came for me and I just couldn't believe it because I just thought like, but what did I say though? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I, if I, I finally, you know, I said that I muted it, but I didn't really mute it just to see like how people would react to it. And then I had to be like, you dorks. I didn't really mute this. Like they're just, yeah, but no, Baker bros are the worst people in the app. So that's yes. how I feel about Baker Mayfield. So, no, um, we're okay. Were people, did people go that hard for Johnny Manziel? No, no, no. Have, have they gone that have, has there been any other quarterback in the last uh, no, 10 years that people have no. gone that hard for? I went that hard for Deshaun Kaiser, and even I knew my limits because I knew that he wasn't very good. <laughs> but, like, somebody I mean, had to do it. Somebody had to hype him up. I mean, that's like me with Tyrod Taylor, but, you know. Yeah, yeah no, like that was, I can't but, think of anyone who... No. No, not, like, not to this, he's so polarizing. He's like John Cena, like, he... He, there's like it's like you can't even be a, a person who's in between because no. wait people somehow, don't like there are people that don't like john cena probably yeah i mean <laughs> or there were at one point <laughs> when he was when he was a professional wrestler yeah i mean i'm sure there were people that yeah when he was, he was either a baby face or a heel and yeah. then you i met side. him once he is the nicest guy he's so nice i i met him like one time like when I like right after I graduated college and I was at my first radio job in DC and he was on uh, the afternoon show um, and I happened to be in that day and I I got to meet him and he was so nice. I didn't yeah, realize but... that people didn't like him. <laughs> no, I mean, by all accounts, I'm sure. But I mean, you know what I mean? The only person no one doesn't like, I think, is probably The Rock, maybe. I don't think anyone dislikes Dwayne Johnson. I've never They're heard anyone be like... Crush. There were people who were being very mean to him at the Super Bowl, and I got mad and I tweeted about it. Like, yeah, they said he was, he was dressed like a beat, and I'm like, what's yeah. wrong with that? But that's <laughs> he, was still... out there, he was out there introducing the Super Bowl, and people were mad about it, like, oh, this is what you get for L.A., like, pointless celebrity. I'm like, who cares? Whatever. The they're we still going him. to see Jumanji 3. All yes, those, oh like, my They're God. still going to see it. No one doesn't <laughs> like that guy. Oh, my gosh. Um, Baker Mayfield, I, I want whatever's best for the Browns. I want whatever helps the Browns win. I'm a Browns fan. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I am because he's the QB right now. But I I want whatever helps the Browns win. And I don't understand what's hard to understand about that. I don't players are always going to leave sooner or later. They're going to retire. They're going to get hurt. They're going to, you know, whatever. God forbid something worse. But like players leave and the team is always there. And I'm I'm fortunate to have, like, I was there when the team left. You know what I mean? I was like a kid, and I remember, it, I've cried twice over a sport, sports-related event. The first time was when the Browns left Cleveland. The second time is when the Cavs won the championship in 2016. Other than that, like, that's how, I'm, I'm, I'm really there with them. So I just want the Browns to win, and everyone should feel that way. The only people who don't feel that way are fake fans in the spaces. 
<laughs> the only people the who can relate. The spaces. Oh, like it's this entity. Where have they been? Where have they been? They're there. I saw somebody had one today. They they said, and I don't know who it was, but they were like, I'm stuck in traffic. Let's have a space. And I'm like, well, that's what? weird. No. That's like an odd thing to like oh think God. about while you're that stuck in traffic. That also feels kind of dangerous. Yeah. We've gone too far. It's, it feels yeah, a little dangerous. Yeah, it's strange. To each their own. But I think that accounts for a lot of the misery like on Brown's Twitter is just that people, like that's all they focus on. And yeah. like for you guys, it's one thing because it's part of your job, right? And then for someone like me it's another thing because I just like the team and I want to see him win but like for somebody who sits you know and that's their if that's your only source of joy is what the Browns are doing or and what the Browns front office is doing like in the middle of your day then I think you need to reevaluate some things you know what I mean and you need to sort of really start to think about what you're doing why are you having a mock draft every day oh my god like you're it's not Mel Kuyper you know what I'm saying like why are you having a mock draft every day what's changed what's changed unless somebody got shot or arrested or like a tsunami hit nothing's changed right now you know what I mean so like I don't understand it but I loathe can we just talk about I hate mock draft season like I, I know I've said this on the show before but like what a complete waste of time what a com- like I and I, I know there are so many people out there that like do them for fun like they yeah, write articles nothing wrong about with it. them but like do you get a bonus if you get them right like what is the point what no, I think do. it's it it's a it fills a void because this is absolutely a football country like more oh, often yeah. than not when you go yeah. yeah when you go into a, like there are some sports cities that are very very heavy in baseball or basketball or even hockey in some places but for the most part nine times out of ten when you go to a sports town it's going to be nfl centric and i really think that mock drafts just came around because they're just Something desperate for about. yeah desperate for football yeah. content and they needed to to fill a void it, yeah. okay so maybe what bothers me a little bit about it is like my real-time job is pretty much like trying to predict the future and like trying to guess what's going to be popular and I make a lot of business decisions without really knowing a lot of information so I guess it just like really bothers me that like people spend their free time doing stuff like this that's how I feel about Wordle (laughs) oh my god I'm like no I'm not working for free (laughs) today's Wordle Wordle was uh questionable it was questionable um, uh, yeah, I've never not once played Wordle, not one time. Me neither, Derek. It's it's fine. Um, I'm not saying it's not to each. I, I'm never, even with the mock draft stuff, I'm never um, shitting on anybody. If that's your thing, do it. And if it keeps you from like oh, I'm whatever, people. I'm not. I'm you, just free. You're free to do it. I just yeah. hate it. Whatever no, I think your the, thing is. the worst was that there was like one or two really, really big accounts that were complaining about Wordle. And in the back of my mind, I was like, they've got to just be complaining for content because it's so, like muting words is so easy. Like you can literally mm-hmm. mute the word yeah. Wordle and you will literally never see anybody's green and yellow boxes ever again. No. So why are you sitting there making memes and complaining day after day after day about Wordle when you can literally just mute the keyword? And then the people who follow them are like, I hate Wordle. And like it becomes yeah, exactly. this thing now like, hey, like me, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's but no, I've never played Wordle and I don't mean to sound contradictory what i just said (laughs) like it's it's fine i mean it's a good thing for me to like do when i first wake up like it takes me a few minutes it's a few minutes out of my day so i mean it's not like it's a brain going yeah 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 yeah, exactly 
Um, okay, one last thing, you guys. This is an important one because I think we're all rooting for this to happen. There was a report that came out that Cleveland is willing to consider paying David Njoku millions of dollars to keep him on the yes. team. We all collectively want to see that. Yes? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just, Derek, do you, think, do you think Njoku is the best tight end on the team? No, Austin Hooper is. Really? Yeah, he leads the leagues and and falls after catches. Like, <laughs> it's t- it's a type of talent that you cannot teach. You have you have to be born with it. Um, yes, of course, it's not David Njoku. Man, he is born with. It. <laughs> I think when you call him Sir Falls a lot, is that what you call yeah, him? I did, and you yeah. know what? I can't even. As a fellow faller, I can't really make that much fun of. I. I was in the elevator this morning. Oh no! <laughs> and this guy, he like I, I'm on floor five. He's on floor six. So he came down and I opened. And I was going to work, and um, he's standing there and he's like, "So are you okay?" And I said, um, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, I saw you fall in the parking lot." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I I was I was looking out the window." And I opened it and yelled to see if you were okay, but I don't think you heard me. So oh, Jesus. And you probably got, you probably thought you got smooth away with that. I did. I was like, oh, nobody Strolled saw in it. confident. Like a week and a half later, are you okay? <laughs> like not really, but what are you referring to? <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, David is joking. It's yeah. fun to watch. It's funny to watch him fall all the time. I'll give him that. He no, I don't really think. Fall. Yeah, I don't think that he's better. Njoku is obviously much better. Oh, yeah. We're big Njoku fans here. Also, guys, one last thing. I am manifesting David Njoku getting paid and the Browns somehow, some way, drafting Kyle Hamilton in the first round. Ooh. I've decided. Mm, interesting. He'll never I... fall to 13, but I'm trying. I did it with Jeremiah, Musu Korma. And they got him late. I'm trying to will it into existence. That's my new project. Can you do a mock draft just so I can see how that would happen? <laughs> yeah, the mock draft is just Browns, 13 Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> That's my whole mock draft. Great. Will you please publish oh. it and write an article about why? Absolutely. Okay. For sure. Yeah. We expect 3,000 words on our desk in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, well, we'll manifest it. It's time. It's time to manifest and mock draft our way to willing things into existence. Uh, but that wraps us up for the night. Derek, thank you so much for joining us. Honestly, yes. no. Thank, thank you, guys. Seriously, it, it, was, it was a pleasure. It's, it's all been on this side. And, um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting up the good fight. And, and I'm always watching. <laughs> Even when I'm not we saying know. anything, I'm always watching. Um, so, guys, if you don't follow him already, make sure you find him on Twitter at Bulletproof West. But it's B-U-L-I-T, just to throw a wrench in for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be spelled the right way, but it's like an account that hasn't been active since, like, 2014. And it irks me because, like, I just want to, like, contact him and be like, dude, I'll pay you $100 for this. Like, just Isn't that the worst? It's terrible. But no, yeah. I kind of like him- that it's not, like, the real spelling. Can I tell a really quick story about something like that similar that happened with a friend of mine? Uh, her name is uh, Danielle Bailey, and her Twitter handle was Danny Bales, B-A-I-L-S. But every time we read it, we always thought it was Danny Balls. And when we would go out <laughs> and she would get, like, 
really, really drunk. That was like her drunk alter ego was Danny Balls. And so she wanted to change her Twitter handle to Danny Balls, but somebody already had it. And yeah. they had it like right when Twitter opened it, like 2007. <laughs> and it had like one tweet, no picture. And as far as I know that it's still being held by someone and yeah. like we've grown up and grown out of that phase. But I just remember there was like a good three years where she was just like, I, w- I just want the Danny balls Twitter account. I don't know why I can't have it. <laughs> yeah. But I've come accustomed to it now. So yeah, that's where you can find me. I, I, again, I appreciate you guys. Yes. Find his podcast to rumpus room revival.com. Uh, again, thank you for joining us and staying with us for so long. We went, super long this week but it was great meredith and Brittany, thank you as always to everyone else listening thank you for listening you know where to find us spotify stitcher apple itunes wherever you guys get your podcasts rate us and review us if you can and we'll talk to you guys all next week bye